You guys, you need to get your hands on the water bottle everyone is talking about. The Hydro Jug. It is seriously one of my new favorite items. These durable and reusable jugs hold more than a half gallon of water so you'll stay hydrated all day long. Now say goodbye to filling up your tiny bottle every hour and hello to your Hydro Jug. Now Hydro Jug is cool because they are great for anything. Going for a run, going to the gym, going for a hike, maybe sitting down and watching a movie. It's perfect for all of that because it holds a half gallon of water. It is dishwasher safe and it's shatterproof. So it can withstand anything that life throws at you. Now Hydro Jug is awesome because they offer 40 different color combinations to pick from as well as these sleeves that help keep your water colder for longer and there's some pretty cool color combinations in that as well. Now each month they offer a special edition jug and a special edition sleeve and you can find that and all their other latest releases on their Instagram at Hydro Jug. Hydro Jug is awesome for the holidays because it's cool, it is affordable, and there's color combos for everyone. And let's face it, we all need water bottles. So if you want to get yours or one for someone you love, go to thehydrojug.com and use discount code COUNTRY to get 10% off your order today. Hydro Jugs are game changers for anyone on the go. Again, use code COUNTRY, C-O-U-N-T-R-Y, at www.thehydrojug.com to get 10% off today and start hydrating today. Welcome back to Remember Country Music. This week I got to hang out with Georgia native Hadley. We got to talk about her early start in music, starting in the Atlanta scene and transferring that over into the Nashville scene. We also talked about her original music and the idea of songwriting and song picking. Hadley on the RCM Podcast, coming at you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Memory Country Music Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kyle Corbus. And uh, today, I'm welcelcoming Hadley to the show. Hadley, how are you? What's going I'm on? Lovely. I know it's, it's a little bit deceiving because we just talked for about 15 minutes before I hit the button, but here we are. We're going to be I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. Why don't we just open it up by just kind of, uh, kind of giving everyone the overview on you, who you are, are as an artist. I hate using the I word, also known as inspirations, um, because I just... I don't like using the word inspirations, but if you want to tell me who you kind of are listening to, um, who you grew up listening to, who you're listening to right now, just so everyone kind of get this brief overview about who you are as an artist and a person. All right. So definitely growing up, Dixie Chicks are my number one fan okay. or favorite okay. album ever. Um, Goodbye Earl. I know every word to that and I've known it since I was like four. So <laughs> then um, Miranda Lambert, definitely. I want to say like Brantley Gilbert. I like like Hell on Heels, Pistol Annie's is my top favorite song ever. I start every show that I do with that song. Um, I started singing when I was, I mean, like growing up, yes, but seriously, when I was about 14. And my stepdad was like, would you ever want to go to Nashville? And I was like, what is Nashville? (laughs) And he was like, you don't know what Nashville is? And I was like, no. My stepdad came into my life when I was like 10 or so. And so um, he was like, you could, like, you sing in the shower a lot. And I was like, okay calm down don't tell people what I sound like when I do that <laughs> and he was like you're not bad and I was like okay so then he asked about Nashville and I was like 14 and so he took me up here and I sang at Tootsie's in the back room they have auditions every Saturday at 14 yeah wow so I did that and they were like when you're 18 you've got a job go home learn guitar lose 50 pounds and then learn 150 set song set list so I did all of that and then I came up once a month until I was 18 and then I got a full, not a full ride, but the largest scholarship that Belmont offers. They offered me that. And then I told them I had a job and they were like, we honestly, like, you should just go do that. We'll honor this for the rest of your life. And so I was like, let's go. So um, a month after I graduated high school, I went, I came here alone and um, I've been here ever since. It's been almost five years. Wow. But I mean, it's been lovely. Yeah. That's wild. I was in Atlanta and then I came here and it was country. So okay. wait, wait, what were you playing in Atlanta? Blues music. Really? Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. I love blues music. Do you it's like cool. Atlanta? I've heard like good. Can I say something about Atlanta really quick? I've yeah. heard like, first off, go Braves. Happy for y'all. But, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Chop, chop. I can't, I can't say I'm not happy about it. But um, I have heard that I've heard Atlanta is a great city, but I also have heard that Atlanta is just ant. I'm not, not, someone who's who grew up there i want the honest opinion right. the choice well like what's the land like 
I think that it's great if you like like club scenes. Okay. I wouldn't ever really recommend it for like live music. When I say Atlanta about the blues thing, I mean like Marietta, which is where I grew up. Mm-hmm. So like 30 minutes from Atlanta. If you're going to be like downtown Atlanta, first of all, it's a bitch with traffic because mm-hmm. you can't move unless you're going to, it's going to take two hours. Um, it's fun to say you've gone. I mean, I do love it. Like the Coca-Cola machine or Coca-Cola machine, um, factory, the aquarium, like they're cool. Yeah. But like just to go one time and then. Okay. I see. Okay. Not, Isn't Atlanta like really big rap scene down there too? Yeah. Not like a huge thing. That's what I was kind of saying. Like, it's just not like a live music scene. It's not that. So I don't know if I'd really love Atlanta that much, to be honest with you. Probably not. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's beautiful and it's fun, but it's just traffic on top of everything. I hate traffic. I know all about traffic. Like, I cannot stand. Yeah, you're in New York. <laughs> Literally. No. Like here is worse than Atlanta, to be honest with you. It probably is because Nashville doesn't have any public transportation, right? What? Nashville doesn't have any public transportation, right? We have like a few buses, but it's still, I mean, you're still going to sit in traffic. Like it's not. Right. Well, that's the one, that's the one thing I will say about New York city. That's like, you know, as shitty as the traffic is in New York city, there's bus lanes. Right. Just fly through. Like if there's like, until I get to the Lincoln tunnel, all right, once I get in the Lincoln Tunnel, if there's traffic, there's traffic, there's traffic. I'm not getting on that. But I can get there faster than if I was to drive a car, which sucks, because then I got, if I get on a bus, you got to take a subway. How much do you have to pay to get on those things? It's, actually, it's honestly not I, – I don't, I, don't, I don't do the calculations, obviously, because math is not my thing. But You have, like, a monthly – But it, what it is, yes, you can get a monthly. But if I get a daily, it's like – if you take the bus, it's like 6 bucks a ticket one way. So 12 bucks both ways on a day, right? Which like adds up, right? But also, it's like, what is it? Two seventy. If someone's from the city, they're gonna shoot me if I'm saying this wrong. I think it's like two seventy five to take the subway, right? right? Something like that. I act like I take the subway all the time. I think I take like, like I do this. I run a- <laughs> But like you know, all in all, if I think about it, if I, it's probably more expensive than if I was well. Well, I mean, now it's more expensive. But I'm gonna fill up my tank. I'm going to fill my tank up now. It's more expensive. But how much are your gas prices are? A lot. (laughs) Like, like over four or under? Very close. Very close. If some places might be over. I was at what, like 319 or something? Yeah, I think it's like in the 380s, maybe more than that. I don't know. It's it's very expensive. That's insane. Some places are more expensive than others. That's so weird. I remember when I was like in elementary school and my mom was filling up her car like right before school, she was taking me to school. And it was like 280, and she's like, gas prices are rising. And Isn't that wild? Like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like 380. And I'm like, I remember well, at one point, how high are we going to go? What? I know. Like, where, when is a cap? At you one went. point, I remember, I don't know, this maybe this was like two years ago, I guess. I don't know. At one point, I swear when gas prices were sitting at like the low twos, at one point, I drove past a gas station. It was 197. I was like, yeah, same. Oh my God. I remember never getting that back again. Never no. again. No, unless some miracle happens, that's never. We're screwed. We're we're screwed, but for many reasons. <laughs> that's why, like, I every time I get gas, I'm like business credit card. Right <laughs> I need something to get me back to where I was gonna be because that's not gonna be it. That's right. That's right. I, I could I could not agree more. But yeah, I don't know. Like it's 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 wild, and that's why I don't drive in the city. That's more of the story. That's why I just always take the bus in or take something else. Subway. Do you want to hear my subway story? I think now's yes. a great segue. Yes. Okay. I, I hope the people that I've told this story to before already, because on the bus ride home, I text about 10 people because I had to say it. Um, so the New York City subway is a very scary place. Okay. It's not very welcoming. All right. So today I got on the subway and uh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling this story. Today I got on the subway and it was about rush hour. So there's a ton of people in the subway, like body to body. I walked in. And I noticed that the back of the subway car was open. I was like, oh, there's a seat. I'm going to go sit there. So I sit away from people because people get weird. And sometimes weird people will jump on the subway. So I go sit in the back and I go turn the corner. And the guy in front of me also turns the corner, but he stops. And then completely whips around and walks the other way. And I'm like, what? And I turn and I look. And I am not kidding when I tell you this. Okay. There was someone had a meeting with a man about a horse, otherwise known as took a dump in the corner of the subway. 
God. <laughs> and I looked and I'm like, no way. And I turn around and I go the other way. Now, granted, on the MTA system in New York City, you're required to wear a face mask. There are cops on there. They will yell at you. So you have to keep it on, right? Which in this situ- situation was fantastic. Because I'm mouth breathing and I also don't smell anything. Like that, that thing probably smelled horrible, right? So like I'm, like I'm away. I move away like a normal person does. And this is where the story gets funny is that we hit the stop before uh, Penn Station, which is a very big, you know, spot where people are gone. A ton of people get on. This poor lady wasn't paying attention. Steps no, right no, in it. No. no Steps no. right in it. I know. Bad. Oh, no. Bad, right? That's... And she, the look on her face was the saddest thing ever. It was the saddest thing ever. So I'm going to propose this question to you. I don't know how we got to this conversation. All right, yeah. I'm going to propose this question to you because I said this. If you did that, if you unfortunately stepped in someone else's crap, human crap, what would you do? I said I would take my shoe off, throw it out, and just, but like you don't really, like think about it. Would you rather, would you rather get on, would you rather walk home or get on a train or a bus or whatever you're doing with that on your shoe, or would I mean, you I'm sure ra- keep it on my shoe? That's all I know. Either I'm gonna find a water faucet and wash that bitch off. Okay. Or I'm gonna risk walking in New York barefoot because. Thank you. Human shit is on my foot. So. <laughs> Bluntly <laughs> saying it. <laughs> but definitely not keep it on. I I wouldn't keep it on either. That's what I said. I said I'll I'll I I will walk around without a shoe on and just throw my sock out when I get home. I'm not going to walk around barefoot. I might take the shoe off and throw it at him because I... It's terrible, right? I don't... Yeah. Did you think we were going to be talking about this thing? so messed up that they are... Maybe if they're not messed up, whatever. Well... You shit in a subway. Like... Like, part of me wants to feel bad for the person, and then part of me is like, no, you probably did this yourself. No, you're definitely not. Like, there's no way. Unless you, like by accident took an extra laxative and you just couldn't hold it but but even if okay say i did that (laughs) everything i can to clean that shit up before someone sees it oh yeah Yeah. you got me messed up yeah exactly so i was like pretty mind blown about it i said i'd take my shoe off too but um if anyone's listening to this and they think they'd keep their shoe on well you're a psychopath and i also find it really funny that this is what we're talking about right now but you know it no, causes for a great conversation, does it not? I was playing at um, Jason Aldean's a few days ago, or a few weeks ago, and this guy was sitting front row, hammered, starts peeing, and you just see it run down his leg, and I'm like, I'm in the middle of the song, and I'm like, does anyone else see, like, this man is like... So I would have laughed. Like, um, I was, I quit the song, like, early, and I was like, went to the bartender, I'm like, um, he's peeing right now. Like, <laughs> was so, he awake? Was he awake, or was he like... Uh, awake, yeah. Oh, just so it's not even like he was passed out? No, he was there. And it was just, he was given the, wow. Yeah. He just had to go. That's fun. That's what we call fun. <laughs> that's exactly, that's my favorite part of shows. I love it. That's right. All right. So now that we talked about all about that, let's, let's try and somehow figure out a way to circle back into this. Because right. <laughs> when I said I ramble, I ramble. And that's definitely, that's definitely a ramble. Um, but like you said, we're going to, we're going to backtrack for a second. Like you said, you started kind of going natural when you were, when you were 14, you did that, you know, until you're 18, every so often, you, you know, you, you did that whole deal, right? So you started putting music out and tell me if I'm wrong here. Cause I know people take stuff down, but you started pumping music out in 2016. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously in 2019, obviously people listen, may not know this. I, I, of course I know this, but in 2019, you put out a full album. Right. Um, so you put all that music out. But how do you get to a point? Because in 2016, right, you're you're what? You said 14. How old are you in 2016? Fifth. No, I had to be at least 16. Because okay, tried. so 16 or 17, right? One of those. Yeah, right in between there. So pre that, were you very vocal about your singing abilities? Like, were you in like chorus or something like that, or no? Okay, so I didn't do chorus like seriously until I was. So I tried orchestra first. And oh, a little Beethoven action, huh? Sucked at that shit. <laughs> so I didn't do chorus really until freshman year of high school. And then on top of that, I didn't like. 
I feel like my course class thought that I thought I was too cool for them. Which is not, you were, you were, but they fucking know. Um, <laughs> no, I definitely wasn't. I just wasn't really friends with all of them. So it was a very different dynamic for me. Mm-hmm. And also he's saying like classic, more classical music than not. Like Andre so, Bocelli. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I definitely didn't like, I wasn't vocal in course at all. Um, my senior year of high school, I auditioned for the national anthem for my graduation. That's cool. That's the only thing I've ever wanted. Wait, they made you audition for your graduation national anthem? Did a lot of people want to do it? Yeah, they were like, Oh, really? That's kind of cool then. They're like, I don't want to say 30, probably 20. Wow. A lot of fucking people, but I like, that's all I wanted ever since I was little. And I was like, if I don't get this national anthem, I swear. And there was like this speech given. I didn't know my mom talked to her before prior and telling her like my course teacher that I wanted this so bad, but there was a speech given the day before the tryouts. And she was like, I need you to go home, all of you and study the national anthem, the meaning, everything, sell it to me. Like you believe in it. And I was like, deal. I don't think I went to sleep that night. I watched so many freaking national anthem videos, mm-hmm. meanings, lyrics, everything, everyone's versions, Christina Aguilera messing it up, like everything. Just so I wouldn't <laughs> Just so I wouldn't do it. And I went in the next day and I was like, you're going to nail this. And she was like, yeah, you got it. And I was like, oh my God, (laughs) I've made it in life. I can die. I don't care. I did all I needed to do. Um, But that's like, I did chorus all through high school, but I was never, I mean, I did small. So we had this thing called cabaret, which is like a small, like Broadway show pretty much. Mm -hmm. And it was all grades included, but there were certain like levels that you were in. And then you could also have these small acts. And so I was rated or voted met like most likely to win American Idol for like three, three years in a row. That didn't happen. Um, but I still did it. And I was like, yes, I got it. And then senior year, I got that um, national anthem. I'm like, American Idol, here I come. Here we go. And then I did American Idol. They're like, yeah, no, this is just not your time. I'm like, <laughs> it's cool. Cool. But hey, hey, if it's if it's any consolation, I feel like sometimes American Idol is not for not for everyone. I agree. No, I definitely agree. And I also like the one thing if I ever got on one of these shows, I would never really care to win because yeah, that's the other thing too. Yeah. Like Kelly Clarkson have you her like contract what like five years ago, four years ago? Yeah. Something they, like that. But they, they have you. So like you gotta you you gotta I don't know. I always said that. Always said that. Like even when when we were kids, we're the same age, right? When we were kids. American Idol was like the biggest, like the biggest thing. Right. Like it was huge. Right. But everyone always said like it was better to not win. Like a like a Chris Daughtry. Remember Chris Daughtry? Chris Daughtry sold yeah. albums upon albums. I know. But it's only because he didn't win American Idol. He probably would have done less if he did. I was about to say, there's only those rare birds like Kelly or Carrie that yeah. won and they just. Or even like Sky McCreary too. He did fantastic too. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes it's kind of. Yeah, yeah, he did win. He did, right? Or make him that. against my girlfriend, Lauren Elena. I was going to say Lauren Elena. We met the yeah. other for the first time. Oh, yeah? I'm a fangirl. She's great. There's not very many people I, like, like fangirl, fangirl over. Mm-hmm. I saw her at Red Door here in Nashville, and I about shit my pants. Were you, you were there, huh? Wait, why was she at, Why was she there? She was just drinking. She was out. I think she was Oh, she was just hanging out? Oh, I thought you meant she was playing. No, no, no. But I looked at Shelby, and I like, I was like, dude, there's no one else I want to meet in this world. And it's her. Because a few years ago at Tootsie's when I was singing there, I used to sing two to six like every day. Mm-hmm. And there was one day she was doing an album release and show at four, she was going to take my band over. And I was like, this is the day I get to meet her. This like over a year and a half ago. And she was late. So our band ended and I waited a good 30 minutes, 45 minutes and she still wasn't there. So I left. Not even fucking 15 minutes later, she shows up and I was like, she just waited out. You're already there for 45 minutes. She's having another beer. Call it a day. She's here. And I was like, you're joking. She so just I, had another beer. I know. I'm, I know. I, listen, I'm, I'm not here to judge you. You know, no, no, I'm, not, I know. I'm, I'm upset about it. Okay. <laughs> That's why I'm not here to judge you. I can clearly tell you're visibly upset about it. But so just know it. It'll happen eventually. Right. So then I saw her at Red Door and my friend knows, well, doesn't know her, but has met her before. And she was like, my friend Hadley's over there. She really wants to see you. So like 20 minutes go by. I don't really know. She said this. She comes over to him and she's like, Hadley. And I was like, you know my name? I didn't know my friend told her that she knew my name. And I was like, 
wait, how do you know me? And she's like, your friend told me. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're like, oh, maybe I thought, maybe she followed me on Instagram. I just didn't realize it. Uh, that was a big deal, but okay, fine. Um, <laughs> she was so sweet. She has been probably one of the sweetest artists I've met, to be honest. That's, that that goes a long way when you meet an artist and you're like, man, they really they really touched me to the soul. No, she was doesn't so, that mean so much more, especially when you listen to music? Literally, so that's happened to me too. And you know, who have you met? Who have I met? Yeah. Um, or who's like your biggest slash favorite person you've met? I met Garth and Trisha. Oh, okay. And that yeah. was that was that's when I was like, wow, you are awesome people. Like you're Garth, awesome. How's Garth? The, Garth is literally what like what how he acts on social media is how he is in person really that's yeah nice. which is really cool and also he's phenomenal that's a nice thing to hear when you- yeah and trisha was obviously just as sweet too like they were awesome and uh it was kind of cool because like we we i feel like i've told the story before we but we sat in this in this room it was me my mom my aunt my cousin we sat there with uh, another group of people and they came back and they sat there and they literally hung out and talked to us for 20 minutes before the show started like like Mitch Roselle was out there singing his opening act and they were back there talking to us. That's and um, he, he's like talking to us and he's talking to his kids. And he's like, yeah, we got our, our babies just about to graduate college. And I'm like, like I was, I was just so funny how they like talking about him. It was, it was really funny, but he was great. Great dude. Um, yeah. I feel like, I don't know. That's cool. Like when you have someone that you listen to, that's awesome. Another one, Clay Walker, I had Clay Walker on this podcast. It's pretty wild. And yeah. um and he was probably one of the most genuine human beings. Like it was wild. So like, it's, it's cool. I feel like it's cool when you do that and you have a greater appreciation for their music. Yeah. Right. Um, Cause uh, you know, if you're a fan, you want to be a fan of the person, not just of the music as well. Exactly, yeah. Although sometimes you're also just fan of music, but it feels better to do it that way. Or in my, my personal opinion. Well, it sucks because so many people tell you things and you don't know and, unless you like actually encounter it. Yeah. It's like you hear certain people are, assholes or whatever but you don't actually know that that's their opinion and or the like the time when they did it like right. say they had a long fucking day and they just needed to go like they didn't want to take a picture. that's the other thing like what if they like these are human beings too and they're just far more busier than everyone else so like they get stressed too and they could just have a bad day or you could catch them the- pictures they just need a second like go yeah. on that's the other thing too is like i kind of hate asking like if i was not that I've seen many famous people out, like out and about, but right. like I always said that if I did, I wouldn't really ask for a picture unless it was someone like, unless it was like Eric Church. Correct. Uh, <laughs> unless, unless it was Eric Church. Although, are you a baseball fan? Um, the most out of any sport, yeah. Okay. So, but if I said a name, you probably wouldn't know said name if it was an old name. Why not? Okay. Well, this I'll just like base it like this now. <laughs> <laughs> no it's not i'll just basically like this though when i was at that garth brooks concert there was a a uh, a former pitcher for the yankees and the mets um named al Leiter, and he was in that same meet and greet circle that i was in um but like he didn't go with us he was in a different group and i was like mom that's al Leiter," and she's like how do you know i was like look and i pulled a picture and i went like this and he's there with his family and you know everyone and i'm like she's like say something like ask for a picture say hi I'm like no he's with his family i don't want to do that and she's like wow that's really considerate of you i didn't know you were like like you cared that much i was like well he's a person too like i don't like i don't want to bother him so what i did was when we were walking to the meet and greet his group was coming out and mine was going in and i probably looked like a fucking crazy person but i was staring at this dude as he was coming down so that he would lock eyes with me sure enough we locked eyes and i went oh yeah he went good and that's it like i recognized him he recognized me we moved on that was it all you needed and i was happy about it that was okay I right so more of the story is sometimes people are people and if they're having a bad day maybe someone shit on their subway and they're just having a bad day right they have shit stains and they need to go oh no no i didn't say all that i just said someone took a shit on their subway even i got lucky enough to hang out with like hardy the other this is probably like three months ago That's but nice. my friend knew him and it was this it was right after his birthday so we're like still celebrating it mm-hmm. And all I wanted to do was take a picture, but I was not going to be like, hey, Hardy, <laughs> selfie. Like, selfie. <laughs> 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 so cool that, like, I just, like, we hung out like we were friends. Like, he knew me for years, and it was so yeah. cool. There's, I will say, the one embarrassing thing I've ever done in my life. Wait, can I, before you continue that, can I ask you a question? Would you go up to a person and just go, selfie? No. And, like, fling your, like, hang loose sign like that? Selfie. <laughs> oh, what do you call him? <laughs> selfie. <laughs> 
hey, on my phone, selfie. <laughs> no, um, there's one embarrassing, the most embarrassing with a celebrity. Um, Sean Johnson is someone that was on the Olympics. Won a gymnast? Medal. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her. Now obsessed with her family. But this is when she was pregnant with her first baby, Drew. And she, I know all their names. It was all the kids' names. Um, <laughs> you sound like you're my sister with the, with the Kardashians. Oh, I know them too. Um, <laughs> we're friends. Um, so we're at a Preds game. I'm sitting like really close because the guy that I was dating at the time, his owners of the bar that he worked at had like front row seats kind of. Mm-hmm. We're like five behind them. I see her and I'm like, listen whatever I do tonight, I'm meeting her. I am meeting her. So I see her get up and go to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom and I'm, I don't have to pee. So I'm just waiting <laughs> in a stall, just standing there. And I hear the stall open and I knew we were the only two in there. And I was like, so I walk out and I wash my hands. Like I'm actually doing something. And I was like, I don't want to be weird. <laughs> and I said this, which is the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. I followed you from my seat because I saw you go to the bathroom and I just would really like to take a picture with you. She did. She's an angel. But why did I say that? I followed you to the bathroom. Take me to jail. Like arrest me. Why? (laughs) Why did I say that? Wait, did you guys take a picture in the bathroom? We did. She was so sweet. It was the. Did she she finish washing her hands before you did that? Yeah, I did. Well, I was washing my hands because I pretended like a peach. She flushed. I said flush. And then I walked out. Oh, my God. I was like, do you mind? And she's like, should we take one? And she's like, do you want to do like a full body in front of the mirror? And I'm like, let's do it. She was so cool. But I'm like, but that's actually really funny. That's really funny. I'm like, why did you say that you followed her to the bathroom? Like, you could have just said, you could have just said, I'm a are fan. you Sean Johnson? Yeah. Or like you could have just been like, hey, I don't want to be like rude, but I'm just a big fan. That's all you had to say. I could have said anything, but I followed you to the bathroom. I could have been like, I, yeah, I was going to come sit by you, but no, but nothing. <laughs> I said I followed you to the bathroom. So. Oh, my God. Well, it happens. It happens. I Let's mean, hope it doesn't happen again. It's not going to happen again. <laughs> Every time I think, I think it through. Mental well, note. But I didn't say anything stupid. I just acted stupid. Well. So we all act stupid. That's okay. Uh, I'm I'm stupid too. That's all right. When I you lose some, all right? It happens. Some you know. Listen, you're gonna hit adversity in life, and you just gotta choose to either be weird or be cool. Most of the time, we're weird. Exactly. I don't think there's a wrong answer. I'm getting that tattooed out somewhere on my body. That exact quote. I'm gonna tattoo, and I'm gonna quote myself. Dash me. I might have to do that too. Then. All right. Hey, you only you. I'll copyright it, and I'll give you the rights. Deal done. Cool. Wonderful, fantastic, we love it. All right, so some music. All right, some music here. We're, see, we circle, we circle out, we we circle out, we come back. You know, that's how it goes. It's like a train. We go, we leave, we come back into the station. Beautiful track. That's how it is. We're taking the fork in the road. All right. So, so this is this record that you put out in 2019, right? So it's, uh, it's called "What Do I Know." It's great, honestly. Like it's really, really good. In my opinion, I think it's fantastic. I also just think your voice is sick. So I mean, I guess that 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 helps out. But um, I just think it's really good, and I think it's kind of cool that, um, you know, at your young age, you decide that you wanted to, because because you know you were a teenager at that point, right? When you put it out, so you put out a full album, eleven songs. It's kind of bold, kind of cool. I love it, and um, probably pretty expensive too. But that's (laughs) I um. Lucky with some. Um, I was doing a show in Atlanta, um, at Hard Rock Cafe. This was, I was 15, like I couldn't even drive yet, so I had to, I think 15. But, um, there were a couple guys that write mm-hmm. in there, like they're signed with BMI too. And, um, they came up to me after the show and they're like, Would you ever want to write? And I was like, Yeah, I'm just in Nashville, so I can do like on the phone or something like that because mm-hmm. Zoom and all that wasn't very popular, even right. FaceTime wasn't popular as much. And um, they're like, no, we'll just travel up to you. So they would come up pretty often every few months and we would write. And um, um, they funded everything almost. Wow. Yeah. So I was very lucky. We wrote, some of them are just them, like just their songs that I covered. And then some of them I had some part of writing or I gave them the idea of writing. Um, 
they did more work than I did for sure. But um, I definitely was very shy then. Like I didn't. Yeah. Well, you're I also just, a kid, but you know. I just, I would get in a room with writers and I didn't want to voice my opinion because I was scared of what they would think or say. Right. So they were the ones that like, I would just tell them what I was thinking and they would put it in words because I didn't know how to do that. So uh, yeah, those guys were great. And I'm also assuming that like you probably, you probably didn't have any prior co-writing experience before that. So I have one, which was the first album that I did when I was 15 or 16, 17, whatever I was. Um, I think the, my favorite song I've ever had written with me slash for me is Good Guys, which is about Great my dad. Song. It's my favorite song I've ever done. I want to re-record it just because I'm so young in it. But um, that one, I literally gave my producer my journal. Really? He, yeah. And he wrote that thing. I'm not even kidding. Within like three days, like wow. top to bottom. Wow. And um, he's like, so I think I've got something. I'm like, okay, cool. He plays a song. And I was like, that's like, that's what I wrote on 245 pages in three minutes. Like it was insane. That's wild. That's one of my favorite songs I've ever done. And then I got the opportunity with Mark and Sam, which they did that last album. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm starting to write more by myself, which is, or not by myself, but starting to contribute more than I would have. It's hard though. It's not easy. Like It's, it's not like it's easy. I will say COVID did, or quarantine did the most for me because I had every hour of every day to do yeah. study everything. Yeah. So I was buying like songwriting books and I was literally watching podcasts or YouTube videos for hours every day. I did the first thing I've ever done by myself during quarantine, which I still think needs work, but at least I did something. Which one? Or is, is it not? Is it not, I'm, it's not but, out. Um, yeah. I've got to record it. Clearly it's not out, my dumbass. I'm thinking about what I'm, what I'm talking about here. See, I'm an airhead. No, I'm also jumping back and forth. <laughs> um, and then also I get to cut a song tomorrow, which is very exciting. That's fun. Yeah. So, there you go. Which I didn't write, so it's really great. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I didn't write it, but someone else um, that I got a very good opportunity from did. That's fun. Do you, do you, so, so what are your thoughts on, on cutting songs that you didn't write? Cause I think that I'm basing this off of something that Parker McCollum said one time, like, um, like a cowboy, you know, that song, right? He didn't write that song, but that's mm-hmm. like one of the first songs that he ever cut that he didn't write or have a hand in writing. And I remember just watching this video and it changed my whole perspective on like what I thought about it. But he's like, he's like, I, I caught one song that I, did, that I didn't have a hand in writing and everyone's all up in arms and pissed that I didn't write this song. But then like you look at all these other artists, like nine times out of 10, artists don't write every single song they put out. Some artists don't write any songs they put right. out. Now I'm not judging anyone like, like George Strait. Right. Know, I mean, was a good song picker, right? George Strait right. is a great song picker. And there's nothing, doesn't matter. All that matters is sometimes songs are written. You don't write them, but they're meant to be recorded by you because they mean something. Exactly. So I think that's, that's what I think of when I and think also of the way that you portray it. If you can portray it different than the person that wrote it, then in Which a way. happens all the time, right? I mean, like that's. I mean, even Marina Lambert, like when I was really new, like really young, I had no idea people cut other people's songs. I thought everyone just wrote their own songs. Yeah. And then when I found out like Mama's Broken Heart, Casey Musgraves, like. Yeah. There's so many different songs I never knew that yeah and like like i will say like my i don't mind it as much if i can put in something else mm-hmm. to another song right. like I, if i can give enough it doesn't bother me as much but i it does sit funny with me like i wish i wrote it but like if someone's giving you the credits to do it or the like you get to go do it yeah the person, there's if, a reason why they're giving that to you one exactly and a two if it's it's funny that you didn't write it. It's because you know how many songs there are that people say, I wish I would have wrote written. Doesn't mean it's not That's yours. True. You just portray it a different way. You're right. And, or if you feel it differently than they do, then, or feel it more than they do, then. I agree. I, mean, I agree. Do you have a song that you wish like, like off the top of your head, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and assume it's probably going to be like a pistol Land song, but or like a Miranda Lambert song, but do you have a song where you're like, Oh man, I wish I would have written that. I do. I've I've got two. What song? I've got two. Okay. Um, what's that Raylan song? Parents getting divorced. Love Triangle. Oh. One. That's a good. One. Two. Ashley McBride. Um, Girl Going Nowhere. Fantastic. Great pick. Yeah. You know I sound like Ashley McBride when I sing that song in my car, but no one's listening. I sound exactly like her. 
I love that for you. I sound like Beyonce in the shower. So <laughs> again, so do I. <laughs> no one's listening, so I'm good. That, see, exactly. And sometimes, sometimes I'll change the words up, like Garth does in his live set. I'll change the words, you know. Get a little, get a little crazy with it, you know. Give me a little, little ninety calorie five one brownie. Get a little kooky. Get a little wild. I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, but, but you wish that you could write. Oh man. Um, this question is always hard. It's like asking what my what my favorite song of all time is. But probably what your favorite song is. Probably like now you got me stuck. Um, you put me on freaking the spot. Yeah, but that's why you're here. I'm allowed to put you on blast. It's not you're not allowed to put me on blast. It's not fair. <laughs> um, What's your favorite like artist that you like? Well, I was gonna say it, it's probably not because my favorite of all time, like like hands down and any again anyone who's listening to this you say Kyle you say this weekend and week out it's just because I love the guy but I love Eric Church right so um but I don't know if it actually mm, like a Leonard Skinner Jones that's a hell of a song yeah. but I will say if I had to pick one song that I wish I would have written I'll, I'll say between two it's either Fire and Rain by James Taylor because that's a great song or um Unanswered Prayers by Garth that's not a really good one do you know that one Oh, yeah, it's a good song. Yeah. I also, like, oh, shoot. I don't even want to know why I bring up things and I can't remember. Run. <laughs> or straight? Yeah. Yeah, great song. Fan. In the chair. I freaking. The chair. That's oh, a great pick. Chair. I freaking. Wait, can we talk about, like, Baby Blue? That's a fucking song, too. That is a hell of a song. Don't start with me. That's a good song, yeah. You know what's, you know what's funny is I, so I, uh, I sometimes go on record hunts. Like I literally, if I'm not like working, I will go and like find stores. Well, now I less, I less and less find them and I just know where they are now, but I go and I go to vinyl stores and I was in the West village in New York and I found George Strait. whatever. I forget what record it is. I think it's whatever record the chair's on, but fantastic record. Never seen anything close to country music like that at all. in Any of these stores ever. And so I, of course I bought it because I can't pass up on that opportunity. But I also found Randy Travis. But I will say, listening to Chair on that record, on my record player, was like, well, this is sick. I can't imagine. That's the next thing I want as a record player because. Don't even get me started. I'll talk for like two hours about it. Okay, I'm running through. I don't want to. <laughs> I love vinyl. So, yeah. I've, I've only listened to them, obviously, a few times because I don't have my own, but. You I can find them pretty affordably. Like, like pretty. Yeah, they're not bad. I've looked them up. I mean, like, they're not gonna be the best one, but like, I don't have a best one. I don't. So, like, water's expensive, you know. <laughs> so is air. Air is pretty expensive too. Right, that premium air. I was gonna say, do you see those TikToks of the premium air? Why were we both gonna say that at the same time? I wanted to play that joke on my dad, but he literally works in the car business. <laughs> so I tried to text him. And I'm like, Brit. It's my stepdad. So I was like, Brit. I just got my tires filled. Um, up and it was like two hundred five dollars. He's like, "You're not that stupid." And I'm like, "Okay, fine." <laughs> you win. He, he um, caught on to your he caught on to your bullshit, didn't he? Because I normally just take my car to him, and I'm like, "You take it to your shop." I don't know. Yeah, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> I would, that's something my freaking brother would do too. Sorry, I put you on blast, bud. But um, yeah, I the premium air shit. That stuff's funny. That's People good. really get pissed, especially when it's like their daughter that's like younger, and they're like, "You paid for premium air." <laughs> Thing. yeah yeah because my dumbass probably would be like okay cool <laughs> if i didn't know better because my dad i probably would have been like yeah done at least it's the convenience factor put it in my car <laughs> it's the it's like paying for blinker fluid remember that one? Oh my god that and then what's the other one um did you see the uh, the washer fluid and what'd she say i don't remember she says like we put it she they put it on her car so oh that just always be there and she can just <laughs> Or something like that. And her dad's like, are you fucking kidding me? And she's like, no. <laughs> My dumbass would fall for that. Like, I would be like, you just put it on there? Cool, let's go. <laughs> I didn't know better. I would be screwed. Well, you know what? Good thing that it's not happening to you because. Thank God. Like, they're, 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 I don't know. That's, those videos are funny, though. And I would never, I would never fall for that. But there are a lot of other things I'd fall for, but I don't know if one of those things is that. There are a lot of things. Stop for the people in the mall, there's little... <laughs> With the hey, animals? Can I please curl your hair? I'm like, no, please, no. Do you guys have, in uh, in Nashville, do you guys have the animals in the mall? Like yeah. the little rideable animals? Oh, yeah, we've got them. 
Well, so I, I only ask because apparently I, I work with a girl who's from Atlanta and she says that they don't have them in her mall. And she's here now and she really wanted to ride the animals. So I love riding animals. Rid the animal. Yeah. Um, no, we have them. Yeah. The, it's, it's a pretty interesting concept, honestly. What are they like little race car kind of things we've got? But they just, yeah, stuff the things up. They're kind of those animals kind of freak me out. I'm not going to lie to you. They're a little weird. Because you sit on it and it like, the bat, I don't know. It's freaky, man. It's a little, it's a little sus. It's, it's a little bit sus. It's a little like, bit. Who's inside there? Like, I just want to know because. Like, how's it, how's it moving? Do you have those trains too? Mm, so, I don't think so. Not anymore. We probably used to, but not anymore. Yeah, we have trains though. Malls here are kind of like a like a thing. People love them. Like we have a really really large mall. Well, you got a second. When we're done, look up the American Dream Mall in East Rutherford, New Jersey. It is the biggest mall. It literally has a ski slope inside of it. Um, uh, an amusement park, a water park. Um, what else? Um, Obviously, big is it? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. The owner. I'm, I'm really exposing this mall right now. But the owner, um, freaking bought a a $45,000 golf cart, two of them so that he can drive people around that want to look at spaces. Cause it's such a big mall. Yeah. It's wild. It's so crazy. So crazy. I thought the mall of Georgia was big. You got a freaking ski slope or whatever. It's like the biggest thing I've seen. Like it's not normal. Like the, these things are not normal around here, but apparently this one is a thing, but it's not that fun because you walk really. You have to walk really far to get everywhere. But yeah, I believe that. Yeah, it's not fun. Um, let me just say some things here. I got some things written down that I uh, want to ask you about. So um, when you put that album out, right? That it you were named top country release in London for yeah. a couple weeks, right? And then you were also topping the charts in France. Yeah, which is pretty cool because that's like because I like. I didn't even know that I was on the radio there until I got the email that I was number one. And I was like, oh. and that's cool. I think it's dope. And also that was like my number one dream when I was a kid to go to Paris. Did you end up going? Did you, have you ever been to France? No, I not wish. yet. Well, you will, you okay. will. You're going to sell an arena. Uh, I'm going to have a tour. Only in France though. Only in France. France. <laughs> just ex- exclusively France. You'll play one show in London just to show some love. Just, just, y'all. I mean, thank you, but. <laughs> This is my French tour. <laughs> we can call it the Wee Wee tour. And then just go, go for it. Oh, well, oh, maybe not. Maybe don't call it that. Maybe call it something else. Where would my picture be on the front? <laughs> maybe let's not call it that. But um, something else here, which I honestly think is really, really cool in my personal opinion. I hope you think it's as cool or this is going to be awkward. But um, Women of Steel went number one for something like 10 straight weeks, right? On 94.9 The Bull, which is yeah. in Atlanta. It's pretty cool. Made a TikTok with someone who was on the bull once. Yeah. Pretty cool. Representing the iHeart brand. Why not? That's pretty dope. Who are you with? Who was I with? Yeah. Oh, um, Andrew? what was his name? I've duetted him. What was his name? Otis. Andrew. Otis. Oh, Otis. From the O show. Yeah. Yeah. I did one. He did one of those like, um, like uh, follow, like, see, you want to be a radio DJ, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. then I, I like put, turn my mic up. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. And I and I I did it and then I posted it and it did it pretty well. He's a nice guy. But um yeah, that's pretty cool. What was that like for you? So um first of all, we had like submitted my songs for months when I was okay. trying to get on the radio. And so it was kind of like random. I had just I think I'd been here for three years, um, if not like two and a half. And uh, I get a call one morning and they're like, just so you know, you're on the radio. You've been on the radio for a week already. You got number one last week. And I was like, oh. wow. I was like, I didn't even know my song was on the radio. <laughs> they're like, it's a 10 week competition. Like you just get your friends and family to vote. And then that's how you, I mean, you win. And um, I think there was supposed to be something I was supposed to do, but COVID hit and it just shut down after the 10th week. But every week, every friend and family member that I have, literally voted and I mean like my mom would sit on the computer for hours voting <laughs> might be cheating so I should probably shut up about that but <laughs> my mom did she's like you're winning this week there was one week I didn't win and it was one of my friends and we actually ended up doing shows together we still do shows together and um the first show I did after quarantine was in Georgia with him at a bar that I still sing at and um no it was a really like surreal still because it's I just never thought that my name would be said on radio 
like yeah. at all. And um, I actually just got another song submitted that got approved. So I'm about to be on there again. Um, but no, it was insane. It was wild. That's Especially true. it was something cool to look forward to since we were in quarantine. We're like, you don't have anything to do. But we could it if we drove anywhere. So Wait, I was right like, here? okay, it's Saturday. Here we go. <laughs> My song's going to be on the radio. Let's listen yeah. every hour on the hour until we hear it. Um, when's she going to, where are the announcements? Who won? But um, no, it was really cool. That was, is awesome. That's awesome. Congratulations. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty damn cool. Um, that's sick. I don't even, I couldn't even fathom that. I'd probably like just get really awkward and be like, oh my God, they're talking about me on the radio. No, I literally, my mom would call me because they would have like parties in Georgia to like wait for my like results. And I'm like, mom, when I don't win, this is going to be awkward. You got 50 people in a room and I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> She would call me every time, and I'm like, Mom, I can't talk to you while they're saying who's winning. I need to call you after. I gotta know <laughs> if I'm supposed to be happy or sad. <laughs> no, it was cool. It was a good experience. And That's I awesome. Of it, so that is very cool. And I and I wish you luck when it comes to the uh, the next song that's going to be uh, submitted there and uh, play. What song is it? Uh, Are you even allowed to tell me? I don't even know if you're allowed to do it. No. Okay, so we don't know what song it is, but if you listen to 949 The Bull. Or if you listen to 94.9 The Bull or self-plug, have the iHeartRadio app. And uh, you can also listen to 94.9 The Bull on the iHeartRadio app, wherever you listen to radio, as well as search the podcast, Remember Country Music, because that, as of today, is live on iHeartRadio. Oh, hell yeah. So self-plug for um, this and, I guess, my job, because I have to. But <laughs> um, <laughs> They're holding a gun to me. <laughs> um. But that's that's sick. Let me ask you. So you've been in Nashville for I guess you said about five years now, right? Um, started there, um, pretty young. You're still very young. Um, what is the one thing that's kind of motivates you to like keep going? And and especially for people who may be older, may have like you know may maybe graduating college and like don't really know what they want to do and they want to move there, but they're in their mid to late twenties. Like like even for people like that, they're listening just like I have this dream and I want to do this, but I just don't know how to do it. Like how do you how do you do it and what keeps you motivated to keep going? I'll say the first thing was my family supporting me. Mm-hmm. Second thing was when I did get that scholarship to Belmont, they encouraged me to keep working mm-hmm. instead of doing that um, right away. Uh, the look that I get on people's faces and or the connection I get to make with people that like I met years ago that still talk to me and follow me is the most encouraging thing I've ever like whenever you want to give up that's who you think of are the people that you've made that connection with and also I could be in the worst state of mind and I get on stage and I forget about it for at least however long I'm doing it oh yeah uh, and then I hear people that write these songs that are what I'm going through or what I want to be writing about or I've been through or whatever. And it just makes you think I'm going to, I can do this. Like, or it makes you want to do that if you can't do it. So I just think that one, I'm really hard at it. So like, I'm not going to give up. Um, so when I see something that I want to do that I've not done yet, I'm like, I'm going to do that. Like that. <laughs> I'm going to go do that right now. I'm doing it. So um, that's a great attitude. That's a really good attitude. I think I've done too much and I've, my family has done too much supporting me that I don't have a choice other than to work my fucking ass off. That's right. Keep on keeping on. Yeah. There'll be hard days, of course. But I mean, like, as long as you, you know, keep the tunnel vision and keep the eye on the prizes, uh, as they say, as the older ones say, then, uh, in the olden days <laughs> then uh there's only success so um like i, I always say you, like life is not going to be easy and if you let it destroy you it will that's right and you have a choice to let it or not and then on top of that every mistake you make that's the lesson either right. you make the best of it or you let it ruin you so that's right that's right that's very oh very very good attitude i'm not saying i just well that's how, you, that's how you go about it and that's how that's how you should. I mean, well, I mean, okay. I can't say that's how you should. That's how I go about it too. So that's why I say that. But um, no, you dwell on it. You look at it. You evaluate it, and then you make changes, and then you do better. You cry about it for a second, and then you move. Right. Yeah. No, the one thing I always say is nothing's a 
you never fail if you learn something. So as long as you learn something, there's, there's no fail there. So like, again, like they say, you're going to get kicked down, but as long as you stand up, you know, you keep going. So I think that's a great attitude. And I think that's a great attitude for anyone who might be listening to this, who are like, Hey, I want to move to Nashville or, Hey, I want to quit or, Hey, this job's getting too hard. Like just kind of stick with it. And like I always say, success is measured in many ways. Um, but as long as you have the work ethic and the passion, I don't think you can fail in my personal opinion. So no, I, I think passion is a big thing. If you yeah. want to do this and this is what you love, do it. You need to, at the end of the day, you need to love what you do. Not That's right. That's right. I couldn't agree more. Hadley, thank you so much for coming to hang out with me. I appreciate it. I hope you had a good time. We laughed a ton and uh, we talked about some good stuff. So uh, I, again, I hope you had a good time and I loved having you. So thanks. Thank you. I had so much fun. Of course. Everybody can go follow Hadley at Hadley Music Official, all one word on Instagram and um, go listen to her music. Hadley, what's next for you? You got anything coming out that you can maybe tease a little bit or? Uh, tomorrow I cut a new song. I'm not sure the release date yet. I'm on the radio December 9th here in Nashville. I can send you the link if you can plug anything. I yeah. Don't know exactly. yeah. Um, other than that, I've got to shoot a few shows coming up in Georgia and then awesome. vacation for Christmas. And then I'm in Key West in January. So that's awesome. Look at that. Yeah. Get that tan on. You might as well. Well, I'm actually <laughs> not tanning, but I'm working. So come see me in Key West too. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Everybody, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Member Country Music Podcast. You can listen to all episodes and all current, well, you can listen to all episodes and all future episodes anywhere you catch podcasts. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, Radio.com, and as of today, and most recent as recording, iHeartRadio. Um, it's been awesome, so thanks for coming to hang out with me each week, in and out. Uh, this is episode 78, I believe. Um, 78 straight weeks, 78 straight badass guests, and here's 78 more. So um, thank you for tuning in to another episode. Remember to rate, subscribe, give us five stars. If you love the episode, and follow us on Instagram at RCM underscore podcast. New episodes come out every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 Central. As always, I'm Kyle Corbus. That's Hadley. See you next week. Bye-bye now. Mm-hmm.